How are you, Raiders family? It's Berkey here, and welcome to um, the post-match, round three or round one, whichever way, whichever way you want to look at it, but how impressive was it, my friends? Um, an absolutely outstanding effort. It looked like we had never been away, um, and that is a sign of a really, really good side that can come back after two and a half months off, let's call it another off-season, and produce that level of performance in Melbourne against the Melbourne side, who I think are are on the wane a little bit, as I said in my pre-match. Um, and having no Melbourne crowd obviously played into our hands, but we still, have to, we still have to get the work done to get the win, which we did do beautifully. Um, but it was a it was a polished performance. A few flat spots, which I'll come in, which I'll cover in my top 10 shortly. Um, but first up, on top of the table, we, we just could not ask for a better start to the year, particularly with 17 games straight now to go before finals. Um, it's still going to be a very long, very hard season, but we're getting those wins in the bank, which are quite critical this time of year. Let's get into the top 10. George Williams. Um, now, what I want to say about George, I want to maybe pair back to Aiden's season a little bit. Some of Aiden's criticisms from the last couple of years were he was, he was a great defender. He never took the attacking line on enough. I was, I was also guilty of saying the same things. When he did, towards the latter half of last year, he looked a lot more polished, but it was it was two spits and spats. George Williams is an attacker that takes the line on and is as good, if not better, defender than Aiden Caesar was, which we saw with the tackle of Ryan Pappenhausen on Saturday night. This August really, really well for us Raiders fans. We've been crying out for a half-back probably since Ricky, maybe the Supermax, um, who want to take the line on. So this is a great, great-looking situation for us now with another potency in attack. Uh, the pass from Hodjo to put him into that hole to set up Shanza's try. He's dummy and run before he threw the ball to Nick and he's dummy and run at the end where he beat Munster for pace on the outside to put Scott Cotrick down that right edge for Tarpany to score was brilliant. He's only going to get better this guy so I am super super excited about what the next couple of weeks are going to bring. He's going to have some issues and situations now. Teams are really going to start to monitor him a lot more. So defensive coaches are going to do their homework starting with Newcastle this week, but I'll cover that in my preview on Friday or Saturday. Um, but look, could not ask for a better start from George, particularly with the attacking options where we need two running cars, and we now have that with the best hooker in the game. I want to single out Joe Tarpany at number two. Um, the tackle on Olam was nothing short of brilliant. However, if you saw his effort in the first half, Storm, left edge, uh, Addo Carr made a break. The only one chasing and put pressure on Addo Carr to get that kick in was Joe Tarpany. If Addo Carr had, uh, had an unfiltered run down that right flank, it could well have been a try. But the pressure of Tarpany to get off his button and chase Addo Carr, uh, to make him kick in field, not sure how close Joe was, was brilliant. It certainly was a little bit of a game changer for momentum at that point as well. Uh, I think we were 12 nil up, um, and but it just gave us that breathing space where we got to 18, we were 12-6 and 18-6. It could have been a different game at 12-all, uh, but frankly, that was a fantastic effort from Joe. The effort from Olam, once again, first game back was superstar stuff, and his ability in that last try to chase the ball down the middle of the field and get the try, he didn't have to be there. I mean, the ball had gone way past him. Uh, Scott and Nick had, had made 
along the inroads down that right flank. So Joe didn't really have to chase and be there, but he made the effort to get there, and that was his reward was a try. I might be looking at Joe, particularly fresh in these early rounds, if he, if he can get some big minutes under his belt. As I said, with his footwork on that edge, uh, it's going to be a fantastic place for us to attack, particularly when John Bateman comes back. Joe might move to the middle a little bit more, but he may interchange as well on either edge, just depending on how the game is flowing. Top notch. Curtis got on to bring out number three. Uh, I really liked his game on Saturday night. A try saver on Olam, I think, yeah, late second half when Olam hit a hole directly and Scott just nailed him beautifully about a couple of inches from the line. So once again, he's got a really, he's got some really nice um, communication flow now with, with Dick Cottrick, which is awesome for our right edge. Uh, once again, it's, it's, still, it's still fairly much untouched by any consistent pressure. I don't think Melbourne threw a lot there on Saturday night from a structure second phase play. The Roosters, the Rabbits, um, those types of sides, Manly will certainly throw a lot more uh, questions at our right edge. I think they'll concentrate a lot more there with Nick and Curtis. Handy when Bateman comes back and just solidifies that edge with George Wings a little bit more. But look, I thought Curtis was aggressive. Uh, he, he got in the storm faces on it to know that he was around. And it just put sides off their game. So this is a really, really, once again, a positive side for where our attack's going out, then particularly our defence on that right edge. The big thing about Saturday night for me was our discipline. Uh, we didn't give away too many stupid penalties. I'm not sure what the penalty count was, but I know it wasn't a lot. I don't think we did anything stupid in relation to lacking discipline. Uh, once again, the good sign of a mature side is when we are hitting flat spots, the captain, in this case, Hodjo and, uh, and Jared, just settle things down, kick to a corner, which Hodjo did with that 40-20 was sublime. Uh, but I just thought our discipline was terrific. Number five, our mental game as well. Uh, we're, once again, a very mature side now. We don't have a lot of young guys, while Sharns and probably Curtis, um, a little bit of Nick, George Williams, while they may be, uh, you know, also may be uh, young in games in the NRL, um, they still have a lot of maturity around where they are playing, where they have played, uh, and who they're playing with. So a mental game, once again, the next 17 weeks, it's going to be mentally tough, not just on us, probably more so because of our travel, but with no crowds, you have to bring that from within. You have to get yourself up to get involved in the game. Um, and I think, once again, we have the players and, and the cattle there that can do it quite well. I want to single out Hodja at number six once again. I think it's all there for, all, all there to see now. Um, he's got to be the best hooker in the game. Cameron Smith is still very good, but I think Hodjo's control now, particularly with these new rules. You saw how beautifully Hodjo got out of dummy half. He didn't just stand there and throw the ball. We need a moving hooker. You need a moving hooker in with these new rules because you need to be asking the markers as well as those edge defenders a lot more questions. And if you've got a running hooker who's looking at you with the ball in two hands, it just creates so much indecisiveness about who you're going to take, how you're going to take them, do you take the runner, the other man has to come in as well at the same time. So the way that Hodjo plays out of dummy half is just going to ask a hell of a lot more questions, but his control of the game and his tempo and the way he played it on Saturday night was first class. Once again, first game back after two and a half months, it's where he'd been playing for that period of time. Everything just looked so smooth with the way that he just had all that room available to him to orchestrate where he wanted players, what he wanted them to do, and just his talk and the way he was able to mop up. That middle edge was fantastic. 
I want to give a shout out to Jordan Rappiner. Probably a little known fact, he actually played left wing on Saturday night, not his normal right wing, which I think is a good struggle or uh, um, uh, a good choice by Rick to keep the Cotrick Scott right edge the way it is solidified and not move Nick over to the back to the left edge with Jared and move Rappiner with Curtis Scott. Important now that Nick and Curtis have got some development. They, I think they room together, so they've got that close friendship, um, which is good in tight games and trying to work out what each other's doing. But Rappiner went to the left edge. He was a little bit unfit, as you can tell, um, but that third, that run's going to help him enormously. The big thing about the next 17 weeks for Raiders family is depth. Um, and having someone like a Jordan Rappiner who can play wing, who can play fullback, uh, is just going to add volumes as, once again, his experience, uh, a big body getting out of that area is great for us. Um, so it's really good to see him back in green, and I thought his game was top notch as well. Uh, number eight, the flat periods. Now, we had a couple of flat periods, and I think it was more fatigue. Um, 15 minutes before half time, 10 to 15 after half time, we made some errors, some drop balls. Uh, Corey Hur always was trying to throw the ball out on the first tackle. So just those sorts of things are mental fatigue in a lot of areas, guys. Um, but you've got to just allow that little bit of slack. Once again, the thing about us is a really good side now. When we have flat periods, we're able to consolidate, not let the opposition get the scoreboard turning over. Uh, we're able to manage our flat periods a hell of a lot better than a couple of years ago where we literally just fall apart and allow 10, 12, 14 points against us. Those days are behind us, just with the pedigree of an academy side with experience who can just maintain it. Yeah, look, we're going to have flat periods, we're going to make errors, we just have to work our way out of it. Uh, number nine, just the minimal thing, Jack's just got to work on his dropouts. We really need that extra yardage on dropouts like the other side's got. He mishit three or four of them the other night, without a doubt. Uh, you know, we need that ball going 50, 60 metres on the fire to give our defence a chance to get up. You're kicking the ball 25, 30 metres out, um, you know, you're right back under that pressure of them attacking straight away. So that, once again, that's probably just a timing thing with Jack, uh, but it's just a little thing we just need to tweak to make sure we get as much distance as we can with those drop kicks to give our defence some breathing space and make the opposition attack from, you know, 40, 50, 60 metres out where possible. Number 10, guys, plenty of upside. Like, there is plenty of upside with our side right now. Bateman to come back, forget all the noise and hysteria. We just have to, and I know it's a cliche, it's just got to be one week at a time. So whatever John Bateman does outside of the Raiders, it's, it's his business. We just have to control the controllables, which is getting our best side on the field and then performing at 100%. The rest of the noise will take care of itself. But we have plenty of upside coming through Little or no injuries, Hudson Young due back in probably three weeks from memory, um, which is another bonus. And I think basically we'll be fully fit uh, with all our squad on deck. So Raiders fan, that's it for this week. Thank you so much. A great win. Really, really great win. I really appreciate your help. I really appreciate your support, your comments. Uh, keep them coming. Anything you want to talk about, hit me up. Either on the Facebook page, on Twitter, through the YouTube channel, guys. Looking forward to this week's game against the Knights. I'll have my preview ready either Friday or Saturday for the big round four clash. But up until then, guys, this is Berkey. Bleed Green, out.